0: Welcome or welcome back to the one-on-one football podcast. Harry Simington here, co-host of the show. We've got another great episode coming up for you today, but in a slightly different format to usual. Every now and then, Rainsy and I are going to jump on without a guest and chat together about a topic that we ourselves are particularly passionate about. These mini episodes of the podcast are called 20-minute topics, where we try and squeeze as much as we can into 20 minutes, the equivalent to a quarter of football.
1: So Harry, here we are, the second episode on our 20-minute topic series. Um, today's topic is uh, Elite Habits. Um, and to get us started, um, there was an article that you wrote on our website just a couple of months ago about why you always reverse or park reverse park your car. Um, just firstly, explain to the listeners why do you do that? Um, and secondly, what
0: does this have to do with uh, habit formation, mate? Yeah, it's a bit of a um, bit of a strange one at first, when um, without without the context. But um, I there's a, there's a couple of reasons. So I, I read a book um, called "Elite" ha- uh, called um, "Atomic Habits" by James Clear. Uh, fantastic book, and we'll put the um, the link in the show notes for uh, for any of the, the listeners that want to um, check it out. But um, it's it was a really interesting one. So um talked about habits and um and, and your identity being built off the back of habits. So um during lockdown there was a was a period where I was spending way too much money. Um, I think we've we've all been there. You see something tempting. Um for me it was a you know, a, a new golf bag or um, you know, a pair of sneakers or something like that. So um I sort of found myself in this um situation where I wasn't um yeah, my fan, financial habits weren't weren't how I wanted them to be. And so instead of trying to just knuckle down with pure willpower and and, and not spend money um i sort of yeah use a little technique that I, that I read about in um in james clear in uh, james clear's book and, and that was um like an identity an identity first approach so um the identity of someone who's good with money and, and and can save money um is someone that can sort of like um let's say prioritize future success over short-term temptation um and one thing that I, I, drive a lot. So I found myself parking my car a lot and the short term temptation in, um, parking your car, right. is just a driving forward. Um, but the problem with that is when you leave, you have to reverse your car. And that's a lot harder. There's more effort involved. So the little habit of reverse parking my car, um, is a little bit harder in the short term, but it, um, allowed me to sort of, yeah, I guess, prove to myself that, um, uh, over time that I've got the identity of someone who can, who can actually resist, um, short-term temptation in the, um, and, and prioritize future, um, future success. So a bit of a, um, bit of a strange one, but if you, if you look at it from, um, identity rather than the actual action, um, then there's a bit of transfer there between, um, yeah, between, uh, reverse parking your car and, um, being the type of person that can, um, uh, yeah, sort of avoid short-term, um, short-term temptation. So, uh, yeah, it really comes back to, back to identity, which is um. Yeah, closely related to habits, and um, it's sort of a a nice little sort of segue into into a question I've got for you, mate, which is um, regarding ultra professionalism, uh, in football, and that's obviously something that that you were really known for, um, throughout your AFL career, and um, that was an identity, I guess, that was um, that uh, no doubt still is today, um, a big a big part of who you are. But were there any little habits that you sort of had? Uh, through your afl career that helped you really shape that um that identity of of ultra professional oh there were plenty
1: mate and on the back of your sort of answer before around sort of just the habits and and reverse parking your car and, and what might seem at the start a bit to, you know a bit of obviously in context it only probably takes you on the five or ten seconds but it's it's identifying as you said before just doing your work early and we used to always say that um, a lot of teammates of mine and and myself when we would play or we train but just do your work early it was a really big one so get the work done get the uh the old fuel tickets in the bank um and the old petrol tickets so you can you know last longer, whatever it is you you constantly it's like an ingredient into your success so you're constantly topping yourself up and i think habits form that for me so um, you know, whether it was getting up early and doing a, a yoga session or meditation, um, whether it was an extra, you know, beach recovery, um, little habits of that, whether it was my food, um, whatever I did, I really try to do it to, um, consistently and, and most days, um, it wouldn't be the same thing every day, but I remember there was a bit of a, a, a crossroads or sort of a, a light bulb moment for me was, um, I had a few injuries that were discussed before in my background when I was playing, and um, it was sort of two or three years into you know injury after injury, and it was at Brisbane at the time. I remember I've got to have got to do something here to get to get my spot back and and to actually prove myself that I'm, I can continue to play. And A, I've got to get my body right to be able to do that. But B, I've got to sustain it and actually put my name back up in lights and, and selection. So. What I did was um, I used to get up every morning and just activate my core. It was a really good one just to obviously with the injuries that does help and I'll do a flexibility and sort of a yoga and flexibility sort of session um, with with a bit of mindfulness too. So that sort of kicked off and that was sort of back in 2010. So I was probably a bit ahead ahead of my time there. Now it's it's quite in vogue and um, fashionable enough in the AFL world to to do that. So I did that. I remember that was a really big one just knowing that like if it was – usually wake up for 6.30, uh, trying to get the club at 7.30, whatever it was for arrival time. I'd probably get up at 6.00. It was another, you know, sort of a half an hour early or 5.30 sometimes to, to get up and, and do that. So, again, it's it's back to your analogy of, you know, reverse parking your car. It's do you wake up 10 minutes to add that little ingredient to top yourself up to actually perform? Um, so I found myself just doing, you know, hundreds of those little things, and we'll probably um, we'll probably discuss some more throughout this uh, episode. But um, yeah, those those sort of habits definitely helped me um, with my, with my sort of career and bouncing back from things like in, injuries and uh, and whatnot, mate.
0: Yeah, it's an it's an interesting one. If you it, that's a, that that arriving early to trainings are um, probably one that. Um, I think everyone listening to the podcast can relate to, but if you, if you always, always, always arrive to training half an hour early, you're never going to have a, a self image of, of yourself that is lazy. It's like you, if you do it enough, if you compound that little 1% habit enough, there's, there's no like, um, you've got no, you got no, nowhere to go. You, you are mm. going to become a professional type player and everyone's going to see you that way. More importantly, you see yourself that way, but, um, yeah, it's sort of a little, um not a, not a life hack but um if you're if you're looking for some kind of change it doesn't have to all happen in one moment you can sort of compound it with with little little habits like like arriving half an hour early well uh,
1: yeah and the other thing too is i think um, we always talk about is um, i think if you asked our partners or our uh, or our people that sort of see the the bad side of us i think we'd have a lot of bad habits um sure. especially living with someone so i oh know my wife could could vouch for that um so and she could name a thousand bad habits, but I think for the same time, is for as much as there's bad habits, there's good habits. Um, and those good habits take time and time again to, to, um, to, I suppose, fine tune. And I think that's really important to be able to identify that. And something around those habits, which I, I'm big on, it'd be actually interesting to get your point of view around this. And I used to have, I'm big on working with, you know, one of these goals setting and, you, and you're setting your goals for the year or, or short-term, mid-term, whatever it is, or long-term. Um, there's got to be habits or KPIs under it. Whether it is a habit or or a KPI, could um, it's hard to sort of exactly identify um, what what to happen, what's a KPI. But for example, might be it get to training 30 minutes before could be under your goal of um, I want to play consistent senior football or whatever it is or consistent um, representative football. So getting to training early is, is one of those things that's going to help you on that path and that, and that, um, sort of goal. So, um, there's the assumption, not only in sport, but in most careers, if you set goals, you're most likely to achieve success. But again, it to get your feedback or your view. You've got a bit of a different, uh, view to that, mate.
0: Yeah, it's, um, like there's, there's a lot of hype, I guess, around goal setting and, um, and you know the 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 harder you or the the higher you set your goals the higher your performance will be but i think um if if goal setting was something that um dictated success then everyone would be successful right so even so winners and losers they all have the same goal so if goal setting was the the only thing that mattered then um then there'd be no differential so instead of looking at i mean goals are important right because they give you direction so if you want to um be a hundred meter um sorry if you want to be a an olympic swimmer then you're not going to go and run right you're going to do actions that are Mm. that are um in line with that goal so goal setting obviously gives you really good direction but then what i guess differentiates you know if you want to just simplify it winners and losers or someone that um someone that sort of achieves their goal and someone that doesn't it's more so the systems that they put in place um so the, the systems can be built up of little behaviors or, or little habits um, and again just coming back to the mm-hmm. example that we said if, if you want to um, in two years time if you want to uh, win the BNF of your club just sort of writing it down and then staring at it every every morning is not actually going to do anything so you've got to then translate that that goal first off into an identity so you want to win the, the the best and fairest to your club the identity is a, a professional athlete who um you know puts extra time into their craft um you might go and get a coach to, to work on your skills half an mm-hmm. hour before um before every session so you sort of translate your goal which gives you direction down to an identity so what type of person could achieve that that goal and then from that identity you derive your little behaviors and little habits and that can be such easy little things like um, mm-hmm. like we we're talking about before waking up 10 minutes earlier doing a little core strength routine or, or mm-hmm. something like that um but i think you can often get caught too far in the future if you just focus on on goal setting. Um, I don't know, I've been there myself, I sort of thought, you know, got really motivated at times, but then looked back and thought, well, what are the, I'm actually not putting a, a system in place to get myself there. Um, mm. It's an interesting one, like if you, if if the, so the, at the, at the Suns Academy where you coach at the moment, if, if you sort of forgot about winning and losing and you just sort of looked at every training session and the little habits that were involved in that, you know, is everyone running through the, through the cone, they're pulling up early or whatever those habits, you know, if, if you only focused on the actual training session and the system and, and, and the process, would you still be successful if you completely ignore the goals? And I think the odds are um, you would be, but probably not mm. the other way around. Well, it's
1: it's a good point because you, I think, especially young young uh, footballers or young athletes, and again, you've been through this, I've been through this, and some of our listeners probably going through it at the moment, it's sort of one of those ones where it can get a bit, Over-consuming, or you can get a bit anxious about it, especially if you go, okay, well, I want to get, I want to make the state team this year, and then Mm -hmm. round one comes and you break your leg, um, or you know, have an injury or a setback, whatever it is, then you can lose your motivation for that. But if it was something like, okay, well, I know that's so to get to your understanding, I suppose what you're saying is have your goals, but there's got to be some action items out of it and there's got to be some habits underneath all that in the system. And I, I totally agree with that. I've been really big on that in my coaching and sort of, you know, just don't write words. And it really, it does, it's one of my pet hates too, is the, uh, it's just words in football clubs or words in, you know, um, around the place um, and you don't follow up on those words. So if, again, yeah. again same as goal setting, same as trademarks, if you've got trademarks, I've seen how many times I've seen bloody you know united or you know the word elite or whatever it is and and you just you know there's got to be some substance there's got as you said there's got to be some systems in that um and to be able to achieve that and then you're right because if you keep going and back to my sort of analogy of you know topping up uh, what you need then um, you're right if you're pushing through that cone if you, if you if you're focusing on little things each day you'll get the outcome you want and i think um, that's all that matters at the end of the day. So that state team may not be this year, might be next year, but if you get back with your injury, do all your rehab goals, habits, things like that, and build towards that, you know that's your goal. But focusing day by day, week by week, I think a lot better
0: um, outcome for everyone. Yeah, absolutely. Actually, um, that's, that's jogged my memory a little bit from one of our academy meetings. I can't remember who it was, but we had, I think you brought in um, like a, a leadership expert or something and we and we did a um, like an exercise where it was um, you sort of come up with, um, just for continuity sake, the, the identity of your team or the, um, um, or what you said before about, uh, being elite, like the, the words that you sort of, um, base your, your team culture around. Um, we came up with them, but I think then, um, this was, was a great meeting. Then we came up with like a list of 10 or so action mm. um, little actions that sort of led us to that. Um, yeah and i think that was the first time actually we've spoken about it before on the podcast that um that you mentioned the 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 man in the stand analogy which is um i'll let you sort of explain it but i think for the listeners out there sometimes the the theory can get a little bit confusing but but if you have something really easy to um to focus on some tiny little um specific um yeah quote or, or or habit or whatever it may be it's a it's a great way to I guess put these these ideas into practice. Um, yeah, just want to elaborate on on what man in the stand is and um, and how that sort of relates. Yeah, to what you're
1: talking about so one. I think I got it through. Oh, I, th- I think it was maybe Michael Voss's. So, so I'm not going to steal. It. I'm not going to claim that I have it. <laughs> over, but we all get them from different uh, from yep. different people and 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 uh, mentors or coaches along the way. But yeah, it was a big one that I use now is the man in the stand. So what if if you were to train um, and. If you were to train and uh i gave you a pro sorry i gave you a program to train and it was five 400s on your own okay perfect time um going through lockdowns and things like that now if you're training on your own what would that man in the stand so he would think about harry Simmington. would he walk away thinking yep he's he's elite he's got great habits and he wants it he wants to be an afl player or he wants to be an elite athlete um would he think that if you're on your own so that's a, that's a big one what would the man in the stand think because you can't always see that man in the stand he's up we're right up the back okay so you could get away with doing just you know you had a big lunch um or you know a sluggish morning and, and you don't feel like doing the, the full um you know set of 400s you might just do two or three and go well, what what does that really matter well if the man in the stand was watching what would he think and it's the same in the gym it's the same doing your recovery your ice bars and i know used, to do, used to do them and you could yeah, easily skip and I put my hand up. We've all done it. You've probably gone, um, you know, minimal on, on a few sets and reps or whatever you're doing in, in the, um, in the ice bars and, and pulled up a bit early, but again, and cause you're on your own, you got no one sort of challenging. So the big one, the man in the stand is challenging yourself um, when no one else is watching pretty much. Um, and that's, that's for me, that's a sign of uh, true professionalism and someone who does have a late habits.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. It's probably like a, I guess an analogy that it's actually you up in the stand watching yourself. You're keeping yourself mm. accountable. Um, yeah, for all those, well, those be little like, actions. It's,
1: to be like the old saying, "The man in the mirror." You look at yourself in the mirror. Yeah. Um, and can you go to sleep each night looking yourself in the mirror to know that you've done everything you can? And no, no, that, that's used a lot. And, and we're not perfect. That's the thing. You're not. You're not expected to be perfect all the time. And I think that's a big one too. And back to your sort of goal setting analogy, it's. Sometimes we, we have this um, notion of p- perfection or, or trying to get everything um, you know right, um, but sometimes we can't. So as long as you're doing it most of the time and you're consistent enough, I think you give yourself the best chance.
0: Yeah, sure. Can that um, can the man in the stand? Um, I guess apply to to body language and other um, and other little things that you might see on on game day as well.
1: Oh, absolutely. I think that. Um, well. Yeah, it, it could be game day. It could be uh, uh, the other one too. Is uh, I like the one where you, it's the old relief teacher, or um, you know, sort of would you perform at your best in, in class if your usual class, class, uh, sorry, teacher was there, or the same as a coach? If your if your coach is not around, are you going to perform it's the same thing I've done with mm. with players like yourself and, and people have, uh, players I've coached before have let players run the session, or, or I'm not there or whatever? And it's interesting to hear the feedback when someone who's got a bit of authority or someone that's, um, you know, sort of makes decisions on your behalf um, in terms of your football or selection or things like that, Um, you know, are you going to train or optimise everything you can in that session or that game or whatever it is. So yeah, really important, I think, to, to, to um, identify that. I've used identification a bit in this, this, uh, this episode today, but that's, I think that's really important for everyone. But um, quick one I've got for you, mate, just, um around habits and i've mentioned a few of mine and you've spoken about reversing your car but um what's some of your habits that you sort of are big on um is there any rituals you got because they sort of link in together really well and no coaching you and 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 obviously being um involved with your career and and um and being a mentor for you over the last sort of five six years i know that you've you're massive on 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 your systems and your habits and all this sort of stuff so just for the viewers um What's
0: some of the what some some of the ones you can share with them? Yeah, i I I guess I'd already always consider myself a really self aware person. So um, yeah, little habits and um, I guess identifying like we said before, identifying the good and the bad habits is um, something that I'm I'm always thinking about. Um, and yeah, I sort of made a little I, that we were talking about before, so I made a little list of the, the things that I do, which um, I had to sort of think about first off. Um, but one that I one that I want want to sort of um uh, bring up which i find really weird that i started to do but um when i was, there was a point i think i was at uni a couple of years ago um and i sort of noticed it, getting distracted by things um and i wanted to you know be able to just put a, a whole hour of study aside um and yeah really sort of get as much done as i could in that hour um i i think i, I think i had a teacher that, that said um put on classical music or something so music with just no lyrics Anyway, so i started um, i had my airpods put them in um and i was listening to music and that helped me focus right and then there was one day that they weren't charged the airpods weren't charged so um I, but for, I, I still put the airpods in and i still got the same type of um focus from putting the airpods in than i did if there was music so uh, there was um oh, yeah. the the little cue that actually helped me focus was putting the AirPods in, not the actual music. And Mm -hmm. now I, I barely even, to be honest, I barely even uh, charge them. I just, if I need, if I know I need to get some work done or if I know I need to study, I'll just put my AirPods in. And that little cue that Mm -hmm. literally just the, the feel of them in my ears really helps me, um, to focus. And it, and it came from, um, yeah, sort of training myself with, uh, music that would help me focus. Um, and then that yeah, all of a sudden turned into simply just wearing AirPods. Um, so now I can oh, use well. it whenever I need it, if it's if it's working, if it's studying. Um, and um, and and Carly knows that if I'm wearing my AirPods, then um, you know don't fuck me I'm, I'm obviously focused. Well it's, um, it's,
1: well, it's it's a good one in, in terms of you talk about like in in um, reference or in uh, trying to be relevant for football. Is it? It's a great point that you make because in footy, if you if your teammates um, know that. There's a certain trigger, or as you said, a lot of the word cue, um, that that you're on or, or you're off, or whatever it is that they can pick up on that. So it's um, yeah, that's really
0: good, mate. Yeah, it's um, it's fascinating. There's a, there's a whole bunch of um like science behind um, habit formation as well, and um, yeah, it's a it's a, it's a very deep rabbit hole. Um, but another one that I find as well that, that's really um, cause, because sometimes doing something like you, you decide what you ha- what you wanted your habit to be, but it's sort of hard to remember like, Mm. um, you know, whether it's, whether it's eating healthy, if you've always eaten a certain way, it's really hard to change that all of a sudden. Um, so using like the technique of environment design, I think helps make, uh, makes it easier to do the right thing. So for example, if, um, uh, one thing that I do is I, when I, when I finish work, um, for one day, I put a blank piece of paper on top of my laptop once I close it. So then tomorrow morning when I come, and I'm about to start work, I've got a blank piece of paper and, and that's my cue to write my to-do list. So it doesn't matter if I've got nothing to do or if the to-do list is the same as yesterday. Um, I'll always write a to-do list and it's not because I've got so much willpower to do so. It's because yeah. it's right there in front of me. I've designed just... the environment in a way that um, it's really hard not to write it because um, the cues are everywhere. Well,
1: it's interesting to like another just, just uh, sort of, Triggered my memory that yeah, think you know, thinking of reflecting on my, my own sort of day-to-day habits in terms of not just coaching or football, but just little things that, that help you too. And he um, went through at uni, you're saying, trying to switch on. And there's so many distractions these days. And, and one thing that I do, i got got actually a really good book. You mentioned a book before. This one's called The 4-Hour Workweek. Highly recommend it. Um, it's all about efficiency and, and habits and things like that that help you be um, really successful um, in business, in life, in, in sport um and whatever it is so i used a couple of those sort of things that i read up on and a couple of those are, are like um uh t- only turn only take incoming calls twice a day or t- two or three times a day because you constantly pick up your phone or responding to messages you find you just get lost um and that's and i put my hand up it's, it's really hard to do I, I, I was pretty good with it um sort of slipped uh, back into some old habits here and there, but it's just a really good reminder too for myself to, you know, checking two or three times a day, and then make your, you know, block of text messages or phone calls, and turn your notifications off. Whatever it is, um, find that really, you know, sort of helped me. So, yeah, some some gold there, mate. Um, hopefully, some of our listeners can uh, can take some uh, some notes and and uh, and implement into their own life or uh, um, or football.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I guess if we're um... If we're looking for a, for an action plan, it can it can be obviously you know you start with your goal setting. You need direction, um, and then yeah, sort of um, extrapolate that back. Find the identity, what type of person could achieve that goal, um, and then yeah, what are the what are the habits that that person um, that that person would do? And um, yeah, you can use little tricks like environment design or um, or little restrictions like um, yeah, a couple of phone calls a day, and all of a sudden you're you're well on your way. You just need a compound. Uh, compound the habits as much as you can. Thanks for listening to the one-on-one football podcast. If you got something out of today's episode, we'd love it if you could leave us a review on Spotify, Apple Music, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to stay updated on special guests, new episodes, and more, please subscribe to the show on your chosen platform. And finally, if you have any questions for Reigns or myself, or you want to get a particular guest on the show, please reach out. Our email address is podcast at one footballcomau Thanks guys. We'll see you for the next episode.